0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer
1: the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit Hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Shouldn't you be at work? Badger. Oh yes.
2: right in there, Houghton also making his presence felt, there's his shot, it's a goal for
0: Hannon. And Ray Houghton has made
1: it 1-0! It's a great run by Michael Owen and he might finish it off, oh it's a wonderful goal!
0: Now you know him better than anybody probably, do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes.
1: Oh, oh no!
0: Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin Will He Score, the 90s football show. I am Chris Skull. Welcome to some World Cup specials. Joining me, the World Cup's Josh Widdicombe. Hello. And the World Cup's Michael Marden. Hello. So every week we're discussing various aspects of a World Cup, trying to create our bespoke World Cup. We've had mascots, strikers, songs. This week we're looking at memorabilia, our ultimate piece of memorabilia,
2: Josh. I'm very excited. i brought mine with me. Michael's brought his oh, I've got mine very exciting for a podcast you can't see what's going on before that we've got loads of correspondence do you want a couple of pieces
0: yes please I'm Jim Rosenthal and this is the electronic post bag
2: you've got mail now last time I offered up two titles for emails which we didn't get to so shall we just do them yeah. yep ok this is from Paul Thurston did I remember this right
0: Do I remember this right?
1: Do I remember this right? Do I remember this right?
0: Do I remember this
2: right? Right. right? 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 Hi fellas, just getting in touch after watching the Aussies against Denmark yesterday. Subsequently listening to your show, the combinations of 90s football in Australia took my mind back to one of my favourite Australian football moments. Whilst these are very few and far between, there's one thing I will always remember. This is, in an episode of Neighbours where two characters, can't remember their names, I've since watched the clip myself, it's Debbie and Rick, (laughs) are chilling out in Trafalgar Square. They have their camera stolen. Within seconds, they are jumping in the cab for a chase across London, eventually ending up in the clock end at Highbury, where they're confronted by a gang of youths. Cut to credits. He has sent through the YouTube clip. I can't believe we didn't know this existed. Are you aware of this? No, never heard of this. This
0: actually happened.
2: So, basically, what happens, right? And I can't believe we haven't discussed this before. Did you used to watch Neighbours in the 90s? A
0: little bit, yeah.
2: So, Debbie Martin and Rick Alessi, they're in Trafalgar Square, and they get their camera stolen, and then there's, like, this chase where they get in a taxi and they chase this kid on the bus. They chase the kid into a disused Highbury Stadium. Right. In the clock end, and then... Well, we'll watch it. It's really surreal. Hey, you got the other role of film I gave you? I, hey, uh, I'm just gonna change it now. Good. Yeah. No, the film. Hey, that kid's taking the camera. What? So basically, a kid steals his camera when he's opening his sandwiches in Trafalgar Square. Oh, look, just forget it. We've lost him. No, 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 no. There he is. Yeah, taxi. Follow that bus. So the kid gets on a the bus. They hail a taxi.
0: It's worth saying as well that this is a.
2: It is a number nineteen, which is the bus that does go to Highbury. So that's correct.
0: Uh, the music's quite jaunty for a robbery.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a quirky storyline. <laughs> Let's get out of here. It's gonna be somewhere. Say cheese. That's my camera, mate.
1: Nah, mine now. Oh, you reckon, Rick?
0: Yeah, I reckon. So am I going to believe... So
2: So, you want to just describe the end scene of that? So
0: they chase the kid into an empty Highbury Stadium. Like The kid goes, no, it's mine now. And then his gang come out of the shadows at the back of the stand.
2: As this kid in this group of hoodlums who seemingly live in Highbury Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah, it yeah. like something from the Warriors.
0: Yeah, it is like something from the Warriors. And also, this is pre-mobile phones, so they, they're just waiting there for yeah. the this kid <laughs> no, to turn no, up no. with stolen stuff. That sequence does one of
1: those things that I love. when um, You know when you know a place, like a city or somewhere you yeah. live, and then in a film or a TV show, there'll be a chase sequence. Someone will be in East London, and they'll walk around a corner, and they'll be at the South Bank. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that taxi ride did not get them. To Trafalgar no if Square, you went
2: from Trafalgar Square to Highbury Stadium it's 25 minutes at least at least if you're lucky with traffic chasing a bus yeah <laughs> it's just not also, a thing you can also,
0: do also that bus is stopping at bus stops yeah why does he get on the bus <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. That taxi would have made up on that bus. Because they can also use the bus lanes as well, so there's no advantage for the bus there. Yeah, there's no advantage. This is pre-Uber. Yeah. yeah, He hasn't ordered an
0: Uber. He's got in a black cab. We'll, we'll tweet a link to the video. Watch it yourself and let us know what you think. Is it possible? Hello, it's what we're going to
2: call. <laughs> But then the other thing is that then they turn up at Highbury Stadium. I'd love to see the start of the next episode. It's such a shame that that was the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. I suppose that's why Cliffhanger works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I took you in. Yeah, imagine, 25 years later. imagine
2: if I rooted out the next episode, and then I got back into Neighbours, but from that era. So I just started watching again from that era. I mean, knowing
0: you, that's not out of the question. I'd love
2: that actually. <laughs> I mean what a find I didn't know that existed that is part of these things we've been discussing where right? it's football appearing in
0: I think there's definitely something along the lines of football in, in soaps I loved it in EastEnders when the characters support West Ham <laughs> even though I know in real life the actors don't but like Al- Alfie Moon I remember when Alfie Moon had a West Ham dressing gown that oh, that,
1: was, that, oh that, did he that, that was, reminds, reminds me wonderful actually um, you know he did the thing with uh, the Sheffield United kit in Batman yeah someone sent us a tweet saying that apparently Christopher Nolan is a Sheffield United fan oh really that's why that kit is in that lovely ah
2: there we go he's gone
0: for a deep cut as well he's not gone for a a modern shirt that's interesting
2: okay do you want one more bit of correspondence yep hi guys love the show Uh, enjoying the spin-off series and particularly the recent theme tune episode Really happy that BBC's USA 94 theme got a collective thumbs up as it formed the basis for a slightly odd international tournament football-watching behaviour, which I and friends indulged in in the late 90s until it came to a sharp end in 2010. Basically, one of our number decided that instead of singing La 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 la, America, the words should be, we want to live in the Netherlands. (laughs) And that every time we're watching a game in a pub that didn't involve England... The refrain... (laughs) We weren't monsters. The refrain should start up at a completely impromptu point in the match and baffle everyone else in the pub. (laughs) They'd sing, We want to live in the the (laughs) Netherlands. Right? This was particularly helpful for numbing the pain watching tournament football after enduring yet another England gut-wrenching departure. It reached its high watermark when we indulged a spirited chorus just before the 2006 final penalty shootout between the French and the Italians. (laughs) as we are both French and Italian fans enthusiastically confirming their own desire to move to a flat country notwithstanding the obvious stress of the spot kick situation as Nelly Furtado rightly confirmed all good things must come to an end so it was the 2010 final led to one of our group refusing to sing in protest at the Dutch's roughhouse tactics in the final (laughs) 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 and with that we were done Marriage, kids, mortgages swiftly arrived for us, all meaning that watching non-game games with a pub just wasn't feasible. The USA 94 theme tune was just a fond, fading memory. Until now, your show has persuaded me that it's time to put the band back together. <laughs> and what better time, given that Holland aren't even in this year's World Cup? That's from John Lacoati.
1: Oh I hope somewhere out there, someone who's listening to this has also been in a pub where those guys had started singing, I, I want to live in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> now now
2: it makes sense. It all makes sense.
0: Yeah, sure, that's a
2: catchy tune. I want I wanna to li- live in the Netherlands. Netherlands. I want to live <laughs> in, in the Netherlands. Ne- ne- if you are watching football in a pub, we should say, to try and get it started. Yeah. Let, it'd be great if it's spread
0: round, as well, a thing? Well, here's a promise. If you can get more than like 10 people singing it in a pub and tweet it to us at, at Quickly Kevin, we will retweet it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a
0: hell of a promise, if, it, if you hear If you hear someone else shouting in a pub, just give a slap yeah. on the back and say,
1: well Let's it's done. It's a
2: great way of finding other Quickly Kevin fans. I think, yeah. we
1: should, I think we should aim higher. If you're listening to this and you're in Russia at the World Cup, <laughs> and you've got tickets for the England-Sweden game, and you want to do a sort of weird... No, Grizz that would have gone by the
2: time this has gone out. Uh, yeah, so it'll have damned. to be England's, oh, If I we... can't even <laughs> say it, but potential semi-final
1: if we've beaten Sweden (laughs) and we're in the semi-final of the World Cup there's a lot of ifs here get you and everyone around you to start that chant
2: yeah and also the new season will be starting any any football if you can get it on TV in any way or just do it in pubs and film it whatever let's spread this chant around let's not let I want to live in the Netherlands die (laughs) I hope John doesn't mind us taking his uh, (laughs) him and his friends private joke I'm sure he won't if you have got any other rewordings of songs that you've done, uh, don't send them in. Um, no, <laughs> do. And I, I actually didn't put in that we got. An, I got another email from John Lockarotti. Uh, P.S. I forgot to mention one small but crucial detail about the two thousand and six final. In amongst the French and Italian crowd, singing his heart out in appreciation of the superior accommodation options in Holland, was Spurs and Coventry journeyman Steve Sedgley. <laughs> I don't think I'd recognise Steve Sedgley if I was in a pub with him. No, I wouldn't unless he was eating a urinal cake. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we were, we were in a bar with Jason Cundy over the summer. Didn't we? Were we didn't yeah. recognise him.
2: No, but uh, he was talking at length about how much he hated female commentators. <laughs>
0: yes, no.
2: Let's not. say it, what an awful man. <laughs> right, uh, what a terrible man. What a what a strange hill to die on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today?
0: we're talking about World Cup memorabilia now who wants to go first we've brought three things in to discuss Michael you go first
1: right so in front of me listeners is what I think is the all time 90s World Cup memorabilia classic I guarantee you 70-80% of our listeners either had one of these or knew someone that had one hit it on the microphone see if they can uh... so this is I mean, apologies if that's really ruptured your eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> but in front of me is a tiny, I'd say size one or two, red and white Italian ninety Coca-Cola
2: football. Wow. Now yeah, I, can't I remember, remember exactly I can tell you why they were launched. Go on then. If memory serves, but yeah. I'm sure I'm sure this will lose to sort of a deluge of correspondence, this football being mentioned, because yeah. I'm not sure we have before. I think it was launched. I think there was a keepy uppie competition like a nationwide keepy-uppy competition Oh, that rings a bell and I seem to remember one of the rules of the keepy-uppy competition or the only rule perhaps was that you could never use the same bit of your body twice in a row right and you had to do it with a size one ball is
0: that right? unbelievable I think you're right about this do you remember there's an advert around this time of a kid in a back garden doing keepy-uppies well that's who went on to become Scott, Scott Parker Scott yeah. Oh, yeah I, I, I think that's
2: a, later than. Is Italian, that later? I think it's later than Italian 90s I think that might be Burger King Anyway, anyway, I'm sure we'll be corrected. That kid went on to be Scott Parker. Yeah, yeah. That is weird, because people that are good at those tricks are normally really Don't bad at football. Like yeah,
0: My theory about these balls were that they, it was Little Chef. I thought Little Chef were hand them out if you oh, spent really? over £20 or something. Well, I, my
1: memory, told me that you had to collect tokens and send off for them, because that's yeah. what I weirdly remember my mum doing, but I found no record of that. But one thing I do remember, because this is one we've got, which is mostly red with two little white panels, but I swear I had one that had green panels that had chow on it. I didn't have this... There we go. You're obsessed. (laughs) And also, someone's told me that there was a a gold one. One that was entirely
2: gold. Now, I don't know whether this is true. If you have got the gold ball, you got a ticket to a tour around the Coca-Cola factory. (laughs) 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 It is an amazing thing. I'd be fascinated to know if anyone's got any more details as to why they existed if there was this competition, yeah. if there was different types of it. But, Did you have one, Scott? Yeah,
0: definitely. But the weird thing about them is, like, I understand it from a, from
2: a keepy-uppy perspective,
0: but it's it's small and it's leather, like you say, so it's not really good for indoor use. You can't be kicking it around in no. the living room because you're going to smash it up. And then, if therefore, if you're going outside, you might as well have a proper ball. Yeah. So, like, the usage of it,
2: It's amazing. A bit it's amazing advertising. Yeah. Because they seem so prevalent. Like, we all had one. yeah. It is an astonishing item that it's. I absolutely love it,
0: and I'm sure every listener of this podcast that like it's permeated culture. That little football, yeah. like yeah. it really does resonate with Italian 90. But also, why aren't why haven't Coke brought it back? There's so yeah. much nostalgia. I mean, that's such an easy win. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's the trick.
0: If you had bought like twenty 24- free,
2: did you buy them?
0: I think maybe there was a remember. token. I don't remember.
2: Because I don't, I don't remember. I can't imagine I'd have ever said owning a football said to my dad what I
1: want can you go out and buy me yeah they they reek of some kind of a thing you'd get free if your parents were buying something else I don't think they'd go out of their way to buy it it's like if you spend £10 on petrol you get a token yeah. and then after 10 of those tokens yeah. you get one of these free balls
2: well talking of petrol
0: well lovely link well, that's lovely. well yeah. to, to talking of petrol so I think it was Esso used to do the, yeah, the yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, yeah. medal collections this one's Sainsbury's oh so is I it I think uh so by France '98, I've got the France '98 official England squad and medal is this collection. This is my own personal copy. I did have one at the time, the incomplete, but I since found this one on a charity shop.
2: Nice, a very, very lucky yeah. visit.
0: Oh, look at that! So it's uh, It's, it's complete... everyone. Everyone's in here from the England team. Everyone's in there. Glenn Hoddles in here as well. A couple. I think this is out before the squad.
2: I remember collecting the 1991 ones, and I remember my dad specifically driving to Essos. Like, going out of his way yeah, to go to Essos so that we could complete the collection. You just wouldn't do that nowadays. No, and then I remember hearing a rumour that one of the Essos down the A38 towards Plymouth had a swap saucer where you could go in and they had oh, the coins in. It was
1: the holy grail.
2: Yeah, and I remember us going there. A swap to, saucer. Wait, so, so you, if you got your coin...
0: Yeah.
2: And you, either you didn't want your coin, I suppose, or yeah. you... Um, or you already had it you could put it in the saucer and get a different one I remember getting John Barnes there
1: <laughs> we had um, a McDonald's on the Isle of I and mean, when you used to get Happy Meal as a kid they were really militant about not letting you swap and there's mm. only one McDonald's on the Isle White. so when I first went to the mainland to a McDonald's and they let you swap your Happy Meal toy I felt like I was in Xanadu I was like
0: <laughs> what is this strange and mystical place the streets are paved with gold <laughs> um so here's so got, it's a complete medal collection. So is it, it, is it the correct thing. squad? Well, it's got Andy Hinchcliffe in, which I'd question. Yeah. Is Andy Hinchcliffe in the France one squad? Can't I can't remember. No. he no. didn't make it. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lovely thing. However, here's the thing. Statues of footballers. I think the Bobby Moore one outside Wembley. They generally, the bronze statues, they very rarely look anything like the yeah, people yeah, there. Yeah.
2: We all remember the Ronaldo the one. The Ronaldo yeah, one, yeah, yeah. is
0: Coin, coin collections, exactly the same. Yeah, they're There's awful. There's some absolute... Howlers. There's some howlers in here. I'll give you first, Steve McManaman, who uh, appears to be recast by Claire Bull.
2: Oh, wow. That is awful. Paul
0: Gascoigne here. Gazette.
2: The problem Unrecon- we've got with un- these is their teeth shine... He looks like Jaws from um, James Bond.
0: You know the film Tropic Thunder.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, with the film within a film, um, Ben Stiller plays Simple Jack. Yeah. Well, that is Gareth Southgate's coin.
2: oh our Lord Gareth Southgate. <laughs> he like. Oh my like word! That's like so unflattering. He looks like.
0: Such... He looks like Ben Stiller as Simple Jack.
2: <laughs> yeah, he looks like. Um...
0: He also. He looks a little bit like you know the yokel character in The Simpsons. Yeah, Cletus. He <laughs> Cletus. does look a bit like Cletus. <laughs>
1: We'll, yeah. um, we'll tweet pictures of these on social yeah. media and yeah. stuff.
2: That is great. I, so I had the night... Oh my 19- God. That is horrific. <laughs> so the 1991 was England and Scotland. Was it Were England the only, Scotland were in uh, the World Cup in 1998 but That's they didn't right. make the coin collection. Maybe north of the border you could get a Scottish one. I love the coin collections. They don't do them anymore, do they? I've no. not seen them. I would have bought them if they did.
0: Would All you? these yeah. things that people are just missing tricks left, right and centre. Sainsbury's. Yeah. Get the coin collection going.
2: I'm sure they've thought about it. I'm sure it must have become unprofitable. Yeah, they probably looked at it as a real <laughs> lost leader. It doesn't take us to tell Coca-Cola and Sainsbury's where they're going wrong with yeah. their businesses. <laughs>
0: well, what, and what about the, the mint? Who is minting this stuff, and what are they doing now? Well, maybe they're doing normal... Normal coins. Yeah. Normal coins. If you've got the answer to that, don't,
2: don't, email <laughs> <it>. <laughs> don't email it. Don't email it. Right. This is astonishing. This is the Orbis World Cup 90 sticker album. Yeah. The complete collection. Do you remember this? Yeah I, like- yeah, I had a look at it. Right? It's, it's more Warfare. than just a sticker album, though. No, it's, so it's, it's basically one of those things that you collect the 20 parts. Yeah. And normally it would be like on warships or something. Yeah. So it's, it's 20 magazines, part by part. And then also it doubles up as a sticker album. So you're doubly collecting. I'd say it's the best sticker album that's ever existed. It's beautifully put together. So you've got all the teams, obviously. They've got they come out too early, so they've got Denmark instead of someone that was actually in the World Cup. You know when they've got the wrong players? This has got the wrong team. Because, because this was released at, like, Christmas. I, I would have got this Christmas 1989. Right. But then it's also got all these other parts. So it's got, like, these pages about superstar players from uh, Diego Maradona to Ruth Hullett to uh, Peter Shilton to... um one point, Steve Nichol. <laughs> <laughs> I got this and I completed it. This isn't my original one. My, I don't know what's happened to my original I think it kind of j- rotted away or whatever. I bought this on eBay for 30 quid. That's such a bargain. The beauty of it is, we'll put some photos on our Twitter, but you know when you're a kid and you just consume stuff that you're interested yeah. in? Yeah. I read this just cover to cover for, so I suppose, for six months or whatever before the World Cup. Yeah and I loved it so So every page of this I can like vividly remember it's kind of innocently dated so you've got the, the team pages here for instance so you've got you Holland it's got a description of them for the record so it's got like all the stats about Holland first is the address of the Dutch Football Association <laughs>
0: And then, you, to write a letter.
2: then you've got their telephone number As if you're oh. going to phone the Dutch Football Association Let's, r- Let's ring them Shall we ring them? Let's
0: ring them right now
2: Okay, get your phone I mean, there's no way that that number's still active what's, right the,
0: what's the Dutch dialing code? <laughs> 010 All of the foreign ones
2: it's got down as 010 it's so Plus I don't, 31 So, 0031, 31, yeah. so, 031 yeah. 3434
0: 1922
2: uh, 3434 Hello Dutch Football Association 192 one nine two two. One
0: nine two two.
2: Okay. Chris is currently. Oh, oh that's, that's a shame. John Triostria. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um also it's just slightly dated. Cameroon are <laughs> described as the Cameroons throughout. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Cameroons. Oh, has wow. it got
0: a, has it got a bit in here about like young up up and coming players ones to watch for the future? No, it hasn't, no, oh, sadly. That's a shame.
2: Although I've always been fascinated by it in here. I've never really heard of him. Hugo Maradona, Diego's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. no. Yeah. I know. it's when squad? I Yeah, Hugo.
0: Diego's brother. Hugo in- Maradona,
2: midfielder, age 20, Real Vallecano. Younger brother of Diego Maradona and also on Napoli's books. Napoli loaned him to the promotion chasing Madrid side Real Vallecano to gain experience. He presumably just fell by the wayside. What's quite interesting, and of course it is, is all these things are the same things... That we've been talking about in the build up to this World Cup, like all the classic games. are still the same classic games. Yeah. Yeah. Because history hasn't like rewritten. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolutely beautiful book. There's all these golden goals with these amazing diagrams where they've like. Because obviously this oh, is before I, YouTube. I was obsessed
1: with those pictures as a kid. So, so you've
2: got diagrams of how goals are scored because obviously I must have read this book and seen these diagrams of these goals that I had absolutely no way of seeing. Yeah. <laughs> Because how in 1990 do you access footage of Paolo Rossi's goal against Brazil? Yeah. Unless it's on something. It's a really beautiful artefact. I'd be fascinated if other people had it. I can't believe that we've just lapsed into boring old Panini. And this hasn't, this is so much better. I can't believe this hasn't become the norm.
0: There's a picture, there's a lovely diagram of uh, Jeff Hurst's controversial goal in the 1966 World Cup final where it hit the bomb and then down onto the line. That would make a lovely bit of art, wouldn't it? This is, this oh, is yeah. such a magnificent... What I like board. about it is... Has it crossed uh, the
2: line in that picture? It hasn't? has, according to that picture. Crossed of, the the all, line, yeah. Yeah. of course it has. <laughs> I saw that goal the other day. How was there ever a debate that that even considered crossing the line? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, that was a debate. <laughs> I mean, it constantly. so clearly didn't cross the
1: line. But haven't they done sort of computer models? They don't need
2: to. <laughs> it's it hits It's the line. <laughs> there's uh, no way that's crossed the line it was such a big thing
0: and I like, like it's constant that debate I felt. Like.
2: yeah no one cares anymore no no one cares it's a wonderful thing and also occasionally just players like I've just turned on to Sweden now and they've got Anders Limpar who I didn't even know played in the 1990 World Cup <laughs> it's even probably even time travelling But um, it's an absolutely beautiful sticker book It's the best sticker book there's ever been
1: I mean I've got nothing but envy looking across at that I'm straight on eBay after this
2: Well so am I mate 400 quid (laughs) (laughs) Um, So those are our three The World Cup 90 sticker album from Orbis The World Cup 90 collection The 1998 coin collection And the Coca-Cola soccer ball So all you've got to do is go onto social media and vote and it will be the best piece of merchandise related to a 1990 World Cup. If you want to get in touch about any of those, then this is Jim Rosenthal to tell you how.
0: Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at
2: quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com But... Until then, I will end with a quiz. Shall I do the quiz question? Yeah, do it. So, the question is, I want you to tell me it was considered the most boring World Cup 1990. And England's group, with the Republic of Ireland, Netherlands and Egypt, was considered the most boring group. I'd like you to tell me how many goals were scored across six group games Michael, start.
1: Okay, I'm not going to show my workings, but I think it was seven. Chris,
0: was six? Surely not. Let's 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 go uh, nine. It's got to be more. Surely
2: it was seven. Yeah. Oh. What are you going for, Michael? What? Uh, show your workings. Uh, well, I had written one all because
1: I think England yeah. drew the Ireland one yeah. all yeah. and then I thought Holland had beat someone 2-0 but that might be a fake memory that's a fake memory uh, and then I just guessed at 7 after that
2: <laughs> <That's, I got laughs> I'm not going to show my working yeah. I got one result right and then guess <laughs> England won Ireland won Holland won, Holland won. Ireland won. Ireland won, Egypt, won. won Egypt won England nil, Holland nil, Ireland nil, Egypt nil, England won Egypt nil, Ireland one, Holland won What's I mean, a that's dreary, a dreary, dreary group. That's that a boring
0: World Cup. Now, you think we're so lucky with this World Cup we've just had? It's been amazing, isn't it? And that guy in the Guardian said described it as the most boring World Cup ever. Like after after a week and a half, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's not over yet
1: as we record, but I would say it's the easily the best World Cup in the last twenty years. Yeah. Easily,
2: easily, and England's route to the final really helped because, well, we don't know how we did because we we're recording ahead of time. <laughs> Michael, what would you like to end on?
1: Uh, So to play out the show, I would like Montel Jordan's 1995 banger, This Is How We Do It. Lovely. This is
2: how we do it. So I reach for my 40 and I turn it up Designated driver, take the keys to my truck Hit the shop cause I'm faded Honey's in the street, say money, oh we made it It feels so good in my hood tonight The summertime starts and my guys ain't canine